All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show, podcast number 31. We are live here on Saturday at the Lucky Leaf Expo here in Austin, Texas. On uh, a beautiful Saturday here in May, and uh, it's been fun doing this yesterday, and we're once again here today doing another podcast from the event. Uh, I'm joined here with my co-host, Jesse Williams, from the Texas Cannabis Collective. As always, how are you, Jesse? I'm doing great today. Well, this has been fun. We've been mingling with clients, mingling with people in the community, in the hemp and marijuana space throughout the day, yesterday and today. It's been a, a great opportunity to, to network and kind of finally uh, really just co-mingle in, in a real public event again. Uh, we've been doing this um, uh, with not too many events. So, uh, we've, this is only our third event for, for the Texas Hemp Reporters, so it's really good to kind of meet and see everybody that we've been talking to and working with over the last year. So it's a, it's great that we can all get together. It is. And we have a guest today, Nisha Whitley. Hi guys. Thank Hi. you so much for having me. How are you me. doing? Welcome to the Texas Hymn Show. Well, I appreciate that. It's an honor to be here. Well, introduce yourself. I'm not as familiar with you as Jesse R as the rest of the community is, but I understand it's your nonprofit. That's the 501c3, um, umbrella for the uh, for the normal chapter is that right yes so i'm a board member for the foundation for an informed texas and we are a sister organization to texas normal and a member of texans for responsible marijuana policy okay very very cool so so you're aware of some of these victories that's been going on there was a bill yesterday that's going to be pushed through back to the house i believe oh it's going to it's been assigned to a senate committee a concentrates bill I believe it was two ounces, two ounces yes. of concentrates of THC is going to go to the State Affairs Committee instead of the Criminal Criminal Justice Committee. I know in the House it's called the Criminal Jurisprudence Committee. Mm-hmm. And as well, the uh, the Hemp Bill 3948 has been put in the Agriculture Committee. I think it's called like Agriculture, Livestock, something else. That committee is going to be hearing that. They're going to hear that on Tuesday, whereas Criminal Justice will hear concentrates Monday morning. And we're hoping to make that quick and swift, have only a couple people testify. That way the day doesn't get drug out, the bill doesn't get killed by the upper echelons of leadership. Get the best representatives, state their case, move forward with this bill. Yes, so these three pieces of legislation are really important, the two that have already been assigned to committee. And then uh, we're very hopeful that the lieutenant governor will assign the medical cannabis bill to a committee, and And that needs to happen Is that Representative Click's bill, the 1535? We didn't discuss that one just now, but... House Bill 1535 is Senator, not Senator, Representative Stephanie Click's bill. Yes. And that completes the three of the, the ones that I believe that are... The three being major, heard or looked at the three major bills that probably yeah. have a, any shot yeah. of going forward at this point mm-hmm. yes and i would ask anybody that's listening uh to visit texans for responsible marijuana policy and if you have not already signed up for our action alerts please do so it'll take you less than two minutes to do that and then we will send you emails about how you can uh, support the different pieces of legislation that are being considered. Yeah, it's. It, I, I get both the, the normal letter and um, and and the other uh, Heather's letters. And what's cool about when you get these letters is that you can click on uh, sign or talk to your representative. And what I do is I I go in there and then I just kind of add my own thoughts to the letter that y'all uh, have uh, that's existing. You know that that you write out yourselves. And that's really a cool feature because. It just makes it so easy for you to write and let your senator or your rep know uh, that you support, to ask them to support these bills, and, and that's a really cool feature because I've done that maybe 10 times in the last, you know, since this session began. So Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing that. You yeah. know, also we ask people, please call your senators, call members of the committee because they have people who man the phones and they man the phones to take tallies on whether people are in support or not of different le- pieces of legislation. So it really only takes just a few minutes of your time to help us uh, advocate for these pro-cannabis bills. I think the belief is that if you are calling in, it is likely, I think it's like 20 to 30 other people in your neighborhood, your area, your geographical area, are likely supporting what you support. And they that's why they tally these things down. So the more people you have in an area that are calling in, it very much they, these offices see this and go, oh, these people very much want this to happen this way. Absolutely. On Thursday, I made 
eight calls to different uh, committee members as well as my own senator. It took me less than 10 minutes to do it. In every single office that I called, they wanted to know last name, zip code, and they tallied uh, my support for the bills that I was calling for, so it's wow. really easy. Well, I've had I've had difficulty trying to get through, and maybe it's it's harder for my senator at the national level than the local reps. But I've I've had a challenge getting through to actually talking. But I leave I leave a long a winded message though when there's a voicemail. Well, I would say that I've had a similar experience on the national level. Yeah. Uh, so email is really effective there. But right now, our real need is for people to advocate here at the state level, mm -hmm. simply because um, we have so little time left in this legislative session. And, you know, the more people that call and email and write and support, uh, the higher, higher likelihood we have of actually improving our cannabis legislation in Texas. Mm -hmm. We know where Cornyn and Cruz stand right now and they're not going to change anything in Texas at a state level so we very much that's why we need to be focusing on our state level individuals as well as because Nisha said our legislative period is going on right now and it ends pretty much at the end of this month. They're never ever going to take up a special session to deal with cannabis in this state. Well, I hope that this, the fact that we mailed, we just we just mailed the, this issue to all of the reps and, and the senators in the House at the Capitol for the first time. So I'm hoping that, that it's a little late, I know, but I think it's important that they know that something like this exists uh, in a magazine form and, and that there's advocacy in the print, you know, side as well. And something that they can actually pick, pick up and hold and, oh, wow, here's this comments on this bill. Or uh, I, Jesse, you were telling me that one of the reps learned about the differences between Delta 8 oh, and yeah. Delta 9 I, yesterday. I was told yesterday as we're leaving the event, it's like there was a senator who was having difficulty understanding this Delta 8 issue, saw the article I put in the, this current issue for the Hemp Reporter, and apparently this clarified a lot of stuff with them. And it's like, wow, this is, depending on who writes it, who the messenger is, as somebody told me today, the messenger can change everything for someone's perception. Absolutely. I think you bring up something super important. And before we move on to that point, I do want to say thank you so much for doing this because it is important to get the information out there. Information is power. Knowledge is power. Um, you know, and I, I would ask that if you are calling uh, to speak with representatives and senators, please be polite. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do that when you are incredibly passionate yeah. about something and you haven't gotten your way for so many sessions. And, you know, especially if you are either a caregiver or somebody who has a medical issue and your needs aren't being served by the state, it's easy to be frustrated. However, we all know that we catch a lot more flies with honey. That's so right. it's important to always be well-informed, polite, and thoughtful in our discussions with our elected officials. If you're a parent, you definitely understand children throw tantrums, not adults. And it's the, same thing, and the same thing happens politically. Political representatives do not respond to tantrums. That's childish behavior, and they're not going to pay attention to it. They're, it's not warranting of the attention that people want from it. Well, it actually has a negative effect exactly. uh, for our cause. And that leads into, we were talking about, like, the messenger makes a big difference. If, you're, if your messenger's throwing a tantrum, absolutely. who's going to want to put up with the tantrum? You've been in this space a while, Nishi. How, how, do how does it feel now that it seems like we're starting to get our lawmakers to pay attention and... Um, the, vest the veterans issue has been a real strong point for the movement. Um, is Texas getting, it seems like Texas is finally getting a little more acceptable, uh, accepting with these, and these laws are starting to really come out of the woodwork from the representatives in their districts, respectively. So, <laughs> as a long advocate for this, how does it feel that you feel, does it feel like we're getting momentum uh, now more than ever? Do you really yes. feel like the surfboard is? is starting to kick up the wave is is really really getting bigger i do uh especially when elderly people stop me and start talking about oh well have you ever heard of cbd or <laughs> you should try some cannabis for that so yes it's wonderful to see all this excitement in the space we've got an industry here in texas with 
uh, the Farm Bill. We have hemp. I'm happy that we are having broader and deeper and more frequent conversations about medical cannabis. I mean, I'm of the mind that cannabis should be uh, legal at a federal and a state level and that we should all be able to grow it like we grow tomatoes. You should be able to go buy supplements at your favorite pharmacy or drugstore that there, um, it should be available to people through their physician. There are so many different um, ways that we can utilize and experience cannabis products. Mm -hmm. And so it's really uh, heartening for me after having been in this journey for the last 10 years to uh, see cannabis, meaning medical or otherwise, become a mainstream topic, a mainstream issue. And, uh, you know, we're finally getting into a, a space where it's uh, something that everybody of all ages and walks of life are talking about. And I find that very exciting. It's way more socially acceptable. It is. And I, had my, I brought my eight-year-old in today to show him around <laughs> the convention. Yeah. Like, he came to help us unload the stuff for the booth. But I was able to bring him in today and show him. It's like hemp wood, hemp crete. Look, look at look, the hemp museum. Where it's like, here's a ten dollar bill made from hemp. A picture of people harvesting hemp. We're making progress. We have a ways to go, but we are making progress. Well, it's the Texas Hemp Show. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with our guest Nishi Whitley and um, live from the Lucky Leaf Expo here in Austin, Texas. We'll be back. It's the Texas Hemp Show. across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show, live from the Austin Convention Center in downtown Austin as we celebrate day two of the Lucky Leaf Expo. 
I'm Russell, the publisher and editor there for the Texas Hip Reporter magazine and your host for the Texas Hip Show. And always joining me as my co-host is Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Jesse, how are you doing? Howdy. Where's our buddy Coleman? I haven't seen him running around with that cowboy hat. He's, I saw him earlier at the KID booth. <laughs> he came on yesterday with us and did some um, uh, uh, an appearance, but I haven't seen him much today, so we'll we'll see if he jumps in with us while we're doing this. But um, let's see. Uh, ask Nisha about the book. I don't know about the book, but uh, let's let her tell us a little bit about that and and uh, where folks can can find it and and all that jazz. I know the fr- in, in you're an pain, author. Right? Yes, so the title of the book is Chronic Relief, A Guide to Cannabis for the Terminally and Chronically Ill. I published it in 2016, and it was very much a labor of love for me. I came to the cannabis space after my mom utilized cannabis at the end of her battle with lung cancer, and we were really blown away at what it did for her. Our hope is that it would address the nausea and the vomiting. It did so much more than that. Uh, It addressed the... Uh, pain that the opioids could not. It reduced anxiety, agitation, and it made it possible for my mom to be present present in the last three weeks of her life, which was a real gift to all of us involved. Well, Nisha, when did she get on? Because my mother had, can't, my mother got stage three, has stage three, and we got her on, in addition to the chemo and the radiation, mom also got a high-grade CBD, and with everything, everything in the treatment, the the tumors have have shrank. She's still battling some small things, but it's really she hasn't kicked its butt, but it, uh, entirely. But it's it's really the tumors are gone in her lung, and uh, so I know that it's it's a big that's a, a big thing. We're dealing with that in my family right now. Well, I'm thrilled to hear that your mom has had such fantastic success. Yeah. In our case, uh, we really didn't know as much about cannabis as obviously I, I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the time that my mom was diagnosed the word cannabis was not something that you said <laughs> out loud uh-huh. generally so you know things were very hush hush at that time how long ago was and that if it I, you was over 10 years ago yeah mom, mom has got the lung the cancer in the lung as well and uh, i don't think she would have been as receptive to all of this if i wasn't her son getting into this space you know last year we um I, that really became a big motivation for me to you know be in want to do this and keep this thing here going so i think that helped mom but she was resistant to to trying things new you know um but it's emotional for every person going through that you're good i'm sorry you and your family had to deal with that thank you well you know if i knew then what i know today my mom would probably still be alive that may be true so that's why i wrote that book wow wow so hopefully uh, other people, such as yourself. Well, I want to get the book for my mother. <laughs> well, that great. would be a really good. It's on uh, Amazon. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> and please write a review. <laughs> you know, the book is self-published. It is intended to be something that you either you can read all the way through or as a as a reference. And so we have a um, a lot of information. Uh, it's part science research paper if you will it's part how-to guide part cookbook and part personal narrative so i really want people to walk away with the understanding of how and why cannabis works in the human body and its safety profile which is really unmatched by any other medicine and we want people to be able to make decisions for themselves if this is something that they want to give give a chance. And if they choose to try it, well, then what's the safest way to do that and what can they expect from it? Mm-hmm. What's on my mind is listening about these different disorders. And I wonder now, like, I had a dad who had emphysema and my mom had cystic fibrosis. And I wonder more about, like, the cystic fibrosis side of things about how cannabis possibly treats things such as that? Well, it's an excellent question. So both of those are diseases. Um, pulmonary issues. Inflammation. Mm-hmm. You know, most chronic ailments are at their root inflammation. And components of the cannabis plant are incredible anti-inflammatories. And this is one of the reasons that cannabis is such a safe, versatile, and effective medicine is that at its root, it's helping us 
manage our inflammatory response always. And we were talking about that earlier today because I mentioned about when they did studies for colds and flus and tried applying the same logic to COVID because your, your response, your immune response is a sort of an inflammatory response. Mm-hmm. And that's why this works so well for things such as HIV and these long-term viruses that we see. Um, well, I was about to say tuberculosis, mm-hmm. but tuberculosis is a bacteria that you, can t- you consistently have. It doesn't go away. But even with things like that, it helps keep these things at bay and having this just over-the-top inflammatory response, which is what degrades your, your living. Yes, and we have something called the endocannabinoid system. This is uh, in all of us, and it helps manage our wellness 24-7. And so when the body is out of balance, then it... It's the endocannabinoid system that is responsible for bringing us back into a state of health, balance, homeostasis. And when our system is out of balance, it is components of the cannabis plant that can be very effective at bringing us back into that state of balance. If your endocannabinoid system is working perfectly, well, then you might not need the assistance from the cannabis plant. But very few people are going to find that their endocannabinoid system is working perfectly all the time. So this is why cannabis is such a safe, versatile, and effective medicine. And, and it also explains why Tommy Chong and Willie Nelson are well into their 90s. Yes. And so just to kind of put a little bow on this, the components of the cannabis plant actually mimic critical com- chemical components of the endocannabinoid system. This system is going to reg- regulate, modulate, or play a major role in every single biological function in the human body. We're talking immunity, cognition, Uh, pain response. So our endocannabinoid system is the really the seat of our of human health. You could probably speak to this way better than a lot of other people I've tried talking to about this. Um, An issue I had in the past I started researching about it was I had diverticulitis and I found out it's because the military consistently gave me ibuprofen. They gave me all these NSAIDs and I started looking into it and finding out that and you could probably explain the science behind it is that when you take an NSAID, a typical NSAID that's not cannabis, your body has a reaction to it where it releases, I guess, like a compound. And that compound over time becomes damaging to your organs, such as your intestines. It becomes diverticulitis. And that when you use cannabis, which is technically a type of NSAID, it's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, that it doesn't have the same response. But I don't remember the exact chemical reaction that that was called. I thought maybe you might have insight on that. I don't know if you do or... I would like to say I do, but I'm not exactly sure uh, which, what it is you're talking about in terms of the pain response. Uh, But I will say that components of the cannabis plant are very effective at helping the body manage pain and inflammation. So you are correct in that it's a wonderful pain reliever and can be much more effective in some cases than NSAIDs. And it certainly isn't gonna have the negative impact that taking high volumes of NSAIDs can have on your stomach and your intestines. I wanna give some insight for everybody that when I said NSAIDs a moment ago, I mean, she had this face as if like someone said, this is Dr. Pepper, and they gave her tea. And you get that like, look. Because <laughs> NSAIDs, yeah, they'll, they'll tear your body up over time. Yes, they will. They sure will. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that we're having conversations now and you just hear things like the word cannabinoid show up in general conversation. Yeah. Yeah. People are starting to talk about terpenes. We're starting to hear more about polyphenols. Mm-hmm. And it's really great that people are starting to understand that not only can components of the cannabis plant provide benefit for addressing symptoms, it also can provide just general health and wellness benefits when used on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. We had this issue up, and we're still kind of having it, but nowhere near as much. You're talking about we're mentioning terpenes and, and CBD and other cannabinoids, where it used to be everybody was just going to a shop going, give me as much THC as you can. And we're coming to this realization that not everything has to be about THC with the cannabis plant either. Exactly. There are so many benefits that Uh, to our mood, I should say, how we feel. There are lots of benefits uh, from terpenes and terpenes alone. You don't 
always have to have cannabinoids in the mix. You can, and they are wonderful components, uh, but they certainly aren't necessary, necessary to get pain reduction, clarity, sleep, anxiety, manage all of those things with terpenes as well. Well, fire off your book, website. How can people get that book on Amazon? Let them know more about the work that you do, Nishi. Thank you. So the website is mychronicrelief.com, and the book is Chronic Relief, A Guide to Cannabis for the Terminally and Chronically Ill, and it's available on Amazon. Awesome. Also check out uh, your uh, credo-science. credo-science.com as well as your other website so thank you for being a part of the show we're going to go to a quick commercial break it's the Texas Hemp Show we'll be back after this thank you thank you she said she killed a man down in Atlanta he beat her and he drank till he couldn't stand up he told her that he loved her but he couldn't stand up she caught him in his sleep hit him with is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hemp Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowd. back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, the publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter, and we are broadcasting live from, or recording live, from the Expo here in Austin, Texas. It's the Lucky Leaf Expo Austin. We are recording here from the uh, booth 710 here at the Austin Convention Center, and um, on a very lovely May afternoon on Saturday here in Austin. So just very cool to see all the vendors, all of the uh, marketers, advertisers, and people in the space of, of, of hemp, um, arch- uh, agriculture, uh, testing lab, uh, also joining us this uh, segment uh, right now. Uh, is our friend from TPS Labs, Joe Pedraza. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing oh, pretty good. Cool, man. Uh, we got you on here, and uh, Frank's here. Uh, Noel's here as well. So it's good to uh, see you guys. We got to have dinner last night and talk and and uh, catch up on some stuff. So it was very cool to to, to talk with you guys. What Absolutely. do you think? Of, what do you think of the the expo so far? We're actually getting to do an event, Joe. Yeah, super excited. Um, it's actually really good to come back and you know be with the be with the customers, be talking with the farmers, and you know. Uh, touching back again, touching base with a lot of uh, other vendors that we hadn't seen in but over a year now. Yeah, when whole- we started the magazine, you guys were, well, we started the podcast, Jesse, last year, and I think y'all were on show number two. I believe so. And yeah. uh, and so this is my first time actually getting to meet you guys, even though it's been about eight, seven months that we've known you guys. Yeah. So it's very cool to, to really be able to rub elbows and kind of finally yeah. get to see everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like I was saying, um, I mean, it's just really been really good to feel that energy again from everyone, and mm-hmm. you know, be connect, make those connections, see faces, put faces to names. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've been doing everything through like Facebook and online and Zoom it's meetings, not and phone calls, and, or like podcasts. But now we finally get to be in person, meeting people. We're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that guy's six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about TPS. You guys are doing a lot of great work. Uh, you're getting to meet with the farmers, the customers um, around here that advertise with us. They all kind of know of you guys. Uh, um, you know, you guys have a lot of respect in the marketplace from what I found with my my other customers and, and then the farmers that speak highly of, of the testing. No way last night at dinner was just telling us a little bit about some of the uh, – you know, the the detail that you guys go into some of your testing. Uh, what, tell us a little bit about TPS and, and why you guys have a strong, credible name in the marketplace. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, first of all, thanks for that feedback. We really appreciate it. We like hearing that, uh, you know, our customers, our clients are happy with our services. Uh, and, and what those services are is, as a consulting laboratory, we really... Uh, try to work with the farmers, help them understand what soil nutrition is, what plant health is, and how those two come together. Mm-hmm. So we'll do you know, soil testing, plant testing, water testing, uh, and the whole gambit of it, fertilizer, mm-hmm. compost, et cetera. And we really put that data together. Our consultants, consultants with more than 25 years of experience, will, will sit with a customer and go through each of those points, explain you know, what's going on, what they can do, and how to, how to carry that out in the most cost-effective way. You know, that, was, well, that was something I was talking to Frank about last year. We, we were having a phone conversation about how people aren't understanding yet, talk about soil composition. Right. The soil in West Texas is way different than the soil in East yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. And people are buying, say, seeds for a hemp crop that would be more fitted towards East Texas, Tyler area, yeah. because they, they're like, oh, I got this in Kentucky or Louisiana, a more swampy area. Yeah. And they want to grow it in West Texas, and the, the product grows hot. And it's like, no, you need something if you're in West Texas, like the La Mesa area, Lubbock, 
you're probably better suited to getting something that was grown in New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Closer soil type. Yeah, absolutely. So seed genetics, a uh, big important factor when it comes to making sure you're staying within that federal THC limit. Uh, you don't want to have to lose that crop due to, you know, hot THC level. Um, but even then, you know, just in the individual areas from one year to the next, you have a heavy rain that can affect soil chemistry, that can affect nutrient levels, uh, drought, of course, temperature, and all those varying factors are really important to monitor and keep track of so that you can make adjustments as necessary and get the good crops. I, want, I wanted to ask you, one of my clients is, was going to lease some land, but I found out recently that they are buying some land and not going to do the lease the deal. So mm -hmm. how important? Because we tested the land we thought they were leasing because they, that's what they asked me to do. So we tested and we did a, we did a small test with A&M and with you guys. But but I've had them now that they're buying this their own land, they're asking me, uh, can we test the water? How important is it when you're doing the soil to also test the water? Yes, that's a great question, Russell. Uh, a lot of folks sometimes just think it's water. It's fine, you know, whatever whatever we got, whether it's well or, or river. Uh, but the, the truth is that there's a lot of different minerals, you know, dissolved solids in there, salinity, pH, mm -hmm. all of these things can affect your crop and they can affect fertilizer. You have to know what kind of water quality you're working with mm -hmm. so that you can provide the best nutrients. And, and uh, I bet people in Austin who are closet growers for obviously for marijuana, right. and they were telling me that they believe that the water that comes from Austin is some of the best water <clears throat> which could be understandable because sure. it goes through a lot of limestone yeah. here. So a lot of the junk gets filtered out of the water. Yeah. It's closer to what would be more natural for a plant sure, yeah. versus, say, you're up. Like I, may, I keep mentioning La Mesa, the start of the Colorado River. Mm -hmm. If you do find a place with water there, it's got a bunch of junk that's run off with it. It hasn't been filtered. Yeah. It possibly has Roundup in it now because yeah. of it going through a cotton crop. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but even, you know, when you're, when you're using city water, so you got to understand the city's got to treat it to make a potable, potable oh, yeah, source. They, they throw their own chemicals yeah, in. Yeah, so there's all these chemicals in there. And, and the quality of the water is going to vary from one day to the next. It's just a, such a big system that you're going to get that natural variation. So even then, it's still very important to be concerned or at least mindful of what your you know, water quality is when you're going to these crops. How can folks get in touch with TPS? Um, uh, Coleman talks about you guys all the time over there at, with uh, the work he does with Creed and, and the uh, ionization labs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm finding that other people that I'm talking to um, bring you guys up. Uh, they use you guys for this. There's, there's, is there quite a few clients? Uh, before we get you to plug where, how folks can get in touch with you, sure. Is there, there's a lot of clients of y'all's here at this event? Yeah, so we've run actually uh, from all across the state. We've run to several, several of our clients that have been mm -hmm. with us for some time and some new clients. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, yeah, Cree, uh, 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 the, they do stuff with ionization. There's a partnership that they have with you guys on uh -huh. some data gathering that I understand that, that Coleman plugs from time to time here on the show. How can folks get uh, in touch with TPS Lab and, uh, and learn more about you guys and, and reach out to your team? Yeah, so I mean, we're available, you know, Monday through Friday. You can reach us at our phone, 956-383-0739. Uh, and, of course, our website at www.tpslab.com. So that's not labs, it's just one lab.com. Uh, and you can go in there, learn about our services. Uh, we have an online store, order some products. Yeah, get in well, contact, get in touch. Well, well very cool. Um, and uh, where, where's Noah at? Where's Noah yet? I haven't seen him running around. Oh, he's over there at Booth 106. <laughs> you know, he's been, he's, he's the one with all the knowledge and experience, so people are always on his ear trying to pick his brain. I'll go over there and, and, and Bite at his ankles a little bit here in a little bit. There we go. All well, right. good stuff. Thanks for stopping by, Joe. We appreciate it as always. And, Excellent. And say Thanks. hi to Frank for us Will over do. there at TPS. Thanks for having us, Russell. You bet. All right. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with Nathan from Hemp Plants on the other side. of the Texas Hemp Show. CRI is a top 25 national ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. 
Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your host and publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. We are live from the Lucky Leaf Expo here at the Austin Convention Center on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Always with me is uh, my co-host Jesse Williams with the Texas Cannabis Collective. And, Yo. Uh, how are you guys doing? We've got another guest sitting in with this one who was at our last convention podcast. Uh, Nathan from Hempliance is joining us here on the program. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing well. Hello. I, I see you guys got a booth over here just behind us. Yeah, we were uh, not too far over there, so it was, it was nice. It was the first time we set up a booth at one of these shows. Uh, it's always good to get the manpower and, and get out and see some people. Well, last time we had you on, you were, we were all there at, at NOCO. And, uh, oh, yeah. We, good time. Neither one of us had a booth at that one, right? We That's were just right. there. Yeah. So we didn't do a booth, but we were hanging out with the Ionization Labs booth. Yeah. And so um, that was uh, fun hanging out with Coleman a little bit over there. But uh, what's your thought here as we are all in Austin finally getting together and, and doing an event? It's kind of nice to, to rub elbows physically with one another despite having masks on half the time. But uh, definitely good to, to be out there making uh, contact with folks in person. Oh, yeah. And, you know, living in Austin and getting here right before the pandemic kind of shut everything down, it's been uh, it's been nice to get to see the people that I've met online. And, uh, you know, we're right in the backyard, so it's, it's nice to, to see the diversity that's here as well. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting to have that many people um, that were from different industries, from CBD to processors. And there's five labs here. And um, a few farmers, but you know it's been good to, to get to see how many. Uh, Joe, the guy that was just on, we got to meet him and TPS Labs, mm-hmm. and we're lab, and, and we're interested to to get further into partnerships with uh, some of these processors and labs. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to see everyone that's uh, that, that's attending and, and and hanging out here. So uh, definitely been really cool. Uh, event so far. I don't. I think the attendance hasn't been as where I'd like it to see Jesse. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. I would. I would like to see more people showing up. But um, all in all, it's 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 been fun. 
there could have been space for more booths to be here. I think the biggest issue is that it wasn't until like two days ago that we had CDC guidance come out to say, oh yeah, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask indoors for the most part, unless it's like a hospital or airplane or doctor's office, bus or something like that. And the city of Austin has its own restrictions with events. And I think Chad was really held to that standard from the city here at the convention. city owns the convention center. And, so. and it was a last minute thing. The city has been... They've had their own thing, but they've been like, we also want to follow CDC guidelines. And I imagine if the CDC guideline a week and a half, two weeks ago would have been different and changed, but it's a vastly different turnout because nobody's really walking around enforcing a mask mandate right now. No, but and it feels a lot more open than the one at NOCO, Nathan. It was a little more, uh, that was a little more, uh, Colorado was at 25% in March yeah. when we were all over there. Uh, here in May in Austin, uh, the, the state's much more open. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting to, to see uh, the, there's a little bit of a disparity between the speaking hall and the actual expo hall. So uh, I didn't actually get to go see very many speakers except for Greg Autry from Sweet Sensi, mm -hmm. who's, mm -hmm. you know, always good to see him. And, you know, we respect what they do as well. So You got to see Sid uh, yesterday. I heard part of Sid's talk, um, part of uh, Shada Tarabi's talk. Okay, I, I, I met her this, she was one of those people who I just met for the first time uh, yesterday, so uh, really interesting. Uh, I, apparently she has her own podcast too, so. Yeah, and she gave a lot of great information for people who are wanting to get into the industry and like start their own business, like awesome. about, about being precautious and making sure like getting an attorney. It's like, it's very much needed. You need to have someone who has some basic business knowledge in the, the legal realm, just to even save your butt when the cops show up for whatever reason. Yeah. And if you're growing, get compliance. We got a compliance documentation, USDA compliant. Uh, Tell us about compliance a little bit. How's it going with you guys? What's uh, your, Is your database growing a little more since we saw you last? Yeah, so we've, uh, we were able to add a few farmers from the show. We've got uh, probably four or five added uh, just today. And, uh, you know, we're working on building some relationships with labs. Uh, we've been in contact with... Uh, New Bloom trying to get uh, integrated on the back end to be able to to get uh, the information passed through all digital so that we can rely a little less on printed PDFs for compliance uh, when you're selling your products and you know that's one of the things that we're trying to offer to growers is the ability to have true train of custody and, and tracking so uh, it's one of those things that as we go forward, uh, we're looking to integrate with some processors as well. Uh, we've been talking with Bayou City a few times, and mm -hmm. obviously we're still integrating our relationship with Prairie View A&M University. Uh, Dr. Runa, I always want to give him a plug. He's he's doing genetics testing research, so if you've got genetics and you want to know what they are, um, let's get in touch. Well, you know, um, the uh, Hempliance automates the USDA and state compliance documentation and maintains records. It looks like it's required for five years. Yep. Uh, you've got all the, it's all in one in, in place for tamper-proof blockchain systems. So it's really cool that the, um, so the information that you need is your, it's right there at your fingertips 24-7 uh, to safeguard your compliance issues. Uh, HempliancInc.com? That's correct. Is yes. that right? Uh, what's a email or phone number as well, Nathan, to fire off for folks? Best, best way to reach me is uh, Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at hemplianc.app. So that's H-E-M-P-L-I-A-N-C-E dot A-P-P. -P. And they can find the app on uh, Google Play, Google iTunes, or how does that work? So it's Google Play Store or Apple App Store. Those okay. are the, the two places they can find the app. Uh, you can register directly from the website, hemplianc.com. Uh, in just in the upper right corner, there's a sign up button, so you can register on there. You sign up; uh, it's, it's real quick and easy. <laughs> and then uh, after uh, you sign up there, then you just you can log into your phone and you put your phone number into the app, and, and it brings it straight up. So the way the system works is you collect all like as a grower. So we start with the grower app. The growers will collect the information directly from their mobile app. And then since we started with mobile apps, what we've done is we've taken the information that's collected from the mobile device and we put that onto a display form in the in the website. And so a lot of these people that try to, to do collection and, and data compliance with um, using just a dashboard, it's a lot of data entry. Whereas if you have your uh, mobile app, you're, you're right in the field, and so you don't have to remember all the stuff that you took. You can just take the picture directly from your phone and upload it onto the website, and it'll just display for you. So you just try to make it a little easier and, and actually collect the data where you're, where the data comes from, which is the field. So.
Well, they've got a full-page ad, Jesse, on page 31 in the new issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. So want to make sure folks uh, know to check that out. You can see the ad in there. Um, Will Watley, how's old Will doing over there? He's uh, your oh. co-founder and chief architect. Make hemp clients your wingman. We've got your back, says Will Watley. So I uh, wanted to point that out that's in the ad there on page 31 in this month's issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Yeah, he's uh he's doing good, and he had a he brought his dog Joey today. Um, you know, his cute dog, big old bulldog, big old white beautiful thing. <laughs> he, he, he's deaf, but he's he's a he's a lovable dog. I, I was joking with Will earlier about the dogs like that. That a lot of people want to be in control of their animals, their dogs, their cats, and it's like smaller dogs you can do that. But this is the type of dog that like Robert Schimmel would joke about and say. That dog takes a dump in the middle of the living room floor. You're not going to be like, you're a bad dog. That dog's going to look at you, well, yeah, what are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> I mean, oh, that Joey's, thing. Joey's wonderful. I'm a six foot five, 300 pound man, and I'm pretty sure that dog could yank me around this this exhibit hall, no problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, Will, Will loves that dog. It's his, that's his baby, so, you know, he, he takes uh, good oh, care of him. Real, real friendly dog, too. <laughs> I say all these things about these dogs being big and. They can drag me around. Really lovely, playful baby dog. Well, we're going to take another quick break. Thanks for coming in, Nathan, and saying hi to us here on the Texas Hemp Show. Always a pleasure, Russell. Thanks you for having it. me. Thanks for coming, Ryan. Great to see you as always, sir. All right, we'll be back. It see is you, the Texas yeah. Hemp Show live from uh, the convention here in Austin, Texas. We are at the Lucky Leaf Expo. It's uh, the second day, too. And we're going to come back with a little treat for our listeners. Uh, Danny De La Paz from the film American Me will be on uh, briefly here. We'll talk to Danny, see what he's going up as he's getting into the cannabis space. So uh, we'll talk to him as well. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. 
All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. It's Russell Dowden, your host from the Texas Hip Reporter Magazine. And as always, uh, Jesse here with me from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Uh, we are live from the Lucky Leaf Expo and um, just doing some interviews, talking with folks as they're coming, going here in and out of the uh, Austin Convention Center. And um, one of the one of the booths across the the, the, the the hallway here from us is our friends uh, over there at the Pacalolo Club at uh, Plug. And Gilbert is one of our advertisers. Actually, Gilbert. Gilbert's got an ad in here, Jesse, somewhere. I don't remember what page he's on. There's a picture of him in there. Yeah, he's a... Uh, We're he, on the other side of the river. The other side? So here, here's that. There's he's a got river. An arc- he's got an article <laughs> on page 46, and then he has a little ad. Um, these guys are up uh, located up there, uh, down there in San Antonio on Walsham. That's uh, right. You guys got a store down there. Um, joining us is Danny De La Paz. Uh, Danny's uh, a, a well-known actor and from some some movies and been stage as well. And, and how are you playing into this role with Gilbert in the store over there, Danny? Uh, tell us, uh, I guess, first your role with uh, Gilbert, and then we'll talk about you as uh, an actor and, and a little bit of your work. Well, Gilbert and I have known each other since... Um the mid to late 90s. Okay. And um, when I met him at the time, he was selling T-shirts. Oh, okay. And they were a, a line that was another friend of mine from California. It was called Gara Masfina. But nobody saw that line in Texas, and Gilbert would sell them here in Texas. Mm-hmm. So that's how I met him. I would say that was maybe 25 years ago. Wow. 24 okay. years ago. So I've known him for a while, but we don't see each other all the time. So out of the blue, he calls me up and says, I go, who's this? He goes, it's Gilbert. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, who the hell is Gilbert, right? But I don't want to say anything because I don't want him to feel offended. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening. He goes, hey, I'm having a cannabis fest and come out and, and I'm thinking, cannabis fest? Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but it was going to rain this weekend in San Antonio. Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. like 50% plus chance, right? So I was like, I'm going to get out of town. So when he invited me, I figured when I got here, I would see him and go, okay, now I know who Gilbert is, right? Uh-huh. And that's what happened. <laughs> I, that I right? walked in the door and saw him and thought, oh my God, that Gilbert, you know? Because <laughs> like I say, we don't get together all the time, but when we do, we just pick up and like, it was, you know, last week or something, last time we wow. saw each other. And- Danny, was Gilbert from uh, California as well? Or? I think he was originally, yes. So you guys knew each other? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I knew him in California. Okay. I think I, by the time I, I met him, he had already gotten to Texas. Okay. Oh, wow. Far out. Well, he's got a great little store over there, Pacalolo Plug. It's a cool little product. And I see you guys got, uh, you know, it's a Delta 8 stuff going on over there. Uh, uh, what's the website over there for you guys? Uh, how can folks, it looks like it's uh, Pacalolo Plug. Dot com, I think. Uh, looks like you're on Facebook and uh, Instagram and, uh, and all of that. So um, I, I want to go over there and play with some of that stuff, but I've just been so busy, Danny, working, you know, our booth over here. I haven't gotten the chance to go over there and say hi to the guys. Well, you know, we're, our booth is right here at the end. So, you know. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you're so right then here. I look down the aisle all uh-huh. the way to that end and think, I haven't even been halfway up there yet. I know. I only went, I only explored a little. There's so much. This is like watching the birth of an industry. It's like watching it coming out of the womb. (laughs) And I'm just looking at this tree and all these branches on it thinking, God, this is amazing. I need to be one of these branches. (laughs) I I was mentioning others earlier. I was taking my eight-year-old son around and just showing him. It was like, it's not just the oils you see no, me using at home. Everything. There's a guy behind us who's making sunglasses, 3D, coffee, CD, see, doing 3D printing with cosmetics. There's hemp wood beside y'all over there. There's hempcrete. It's it's just unbelievable. I, I my eyes just opened up because I came out here. You know, like I didn't know if this was a, like my demographic or whatever. I wasn't quite sure, but I'm always willing to give it a try. But the reason I came is really not to make money per se. It was more for me to see uh-huh. this industry, and I'm just kind of blown away by it. I was like, wow. Well, Danny, tell our listeners a little bit about you. You were in the film American Me, and then there was another one, Boulevard Thank, Nine. thank you, Universe for American Me. I know, I know it's a brutal movie, and I know it pissed a lot of people off. No, not to my generation. Like I said, like I said, we were talking yesterday, and 
I saw the film about three weeks ago on Netflix, and I realized, man, I haven't seen this since high school, you know? And uh, uh, so it, it, it just, it took me back to that time in the early 90s when that film came out. And you know, when that film came out, though it speaks to an older uh, time, uh, I mean, that, that film has various timelines yes. in it. And um, when that film was released in the early 90s, uh, tensions in East LA and, and all over the country were, were, you know, you had the color, you know the the bloods, the crips. There was uh, yeah. The there was a lot of negative out. negative energy. Yeah, a lot a of bad, a lot. lot of bad negative energy. And it was sad and, to see the the rasa going after each other like that. It's like instead yeah. of working together, they were doing the opposite. Not just us as a community, other communities as well. What was your character's name in American Me? His name was Puppet. It's probably so. It was Puppet, and then his little puppet. His, his little brother. puppet. That's right. And you were Puppet. It was uh, one of the you know kind of side stories of the movie mm -hmm. but it was one of the most interesting well it reminded me of kind of the rules of the mafia you know in yes. a lot of ways you're that dynamic but in that's that part of the characters with you for me it was all about the values for me it was mm -hmm. about okay what kind of an organization could you be in or what what kind of a lifestyle are you living mm -hmm. okay that would cause you to kill your, your own, own flesh and blood crazy. brother. Yeah. What What is the thinking of that organization or that, why would you go with that? It takes you down the ugly hallway, mm -hmm. but you never get a chance to stop. Every room you pass is like, okay, let me show you some more. Let me show you some more. And by the time you, that you the movie ends, you know, you've seen the whole path. Yeah, yeah. But just, I think it shows you, is that the path you want to choose? Yes. Without really judging it, just by saying, look, this is what it is. Just look at it for what it is. Don't glamorize it. When people say American Me glamorizes that whole thing, I don't see how it does that myself. No, I, I never saw the film as anything but telling the story of, of that Latino, com Latino community uh, and, and, that, and the game that, 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 that young men fall into. Yeah, and even if and the story was changed from the real true story, which it was changed, mm -hmm. and people were upset about those changes. But for me, the bottom line is the effect it's had on people. And I've had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that that movie really made them think. And it made them make changes. Maybe get make, do, 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 do make those better decisions in their yes. lives. Yes. And, the and in a way they were grateful for it. And that made me feel good. And mm -hmm. I've heard it a lot. Mm -hmm. So I kind of can understand, like, I was telling Russell before that I saw the pictures y'all have up. And I was like, this kind of gives me the imagery of, like, blood in, blood out. And then... Very I, similar and, and stories. My, and my mm -hmm. brother spent over 20 years in the penitentiary himself. And was telling me about, like, when I started watching these movies, he's like... He's like, you learn this other reality. It's really what's happening yes. once you get on that other side of that fence. He said, because everybody's got this talk that they have on the outside, and then you realize real quick, it means nothing. Mm. You're, in in a whole, you're on a whole other planet. He's yeah. like, people talk all these things about race. He goes, and then when it comes down to it, it's business. Yeah. And very much, it's how I can imagine this path you're talking about yeah. already. If your family gets in the way of that business, the family doesn't matter anymore. It's That's exactly that what business. happens. Your values are completely get turned inside out. Yep, that's what happens. Well, thank you for coming in on the show. Is there anything you want to plug while you're here or a website? Or, uh, or I have a website if you're interested in getting memorabilia that's autographed by me and that I make myself. And I mean, I think person, I'm not trying to brag, but the quality of it is very, very good. Yeah, you um, the, one of the hats you were showing me yesterday. Well, I don't sell the hats. Okay. But I can tell you who does sell the hats. Okay. But um, it's DDLP, like Danny De La Paz, merch.com. DDLPmerch.com is That's Danny it. De La Paz's yeah. website. I appreciate uh, the plug. Hey, man, thank you. Anything no else you, you want got to say for anybody? Just or? thank you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for the, all the appreciation and for all the beautiful things you say when you come up in person to the booth. Yeah, thank you, It bro. means so much to me. You don't know what it feels <laughs> like for a movie that's almost 30 years old to still be not only just still out there, but still affecting people in a positive way. So I feel grateful for that. Well, Thank very you. Cool. Thank you for your performance and, and everything else. And thanks for stopping by today, Danny. Peace and love, brother. All right. Much love. Danny De La Paz uh, stopping by here at the Texas Hip Show.
And uh, we're going to wrap this thing up, I think, Jess. We're probably going to start having to yeah. break down and, and get get out of here. But uh, it's great to great to be down here all uh, weekend and, and, and hanging out here at the Lucky Leaf Expo. Uh, be sure to pick up a copy of the Texas Hip Reporter at your HEB or Whole Foods or any of our CBD uh, friends and family out there in the Austin area. Um, great, great fun, great shows this weekend. This weekend, yep. I, I, I've loved this. It's this is to me it's the easiest way to even sell. I put out magazines because you get to tell people exactly what's in it. You get to have a conversation about it. You're like, well, where can I get it? It's like, well, if you're in the Austin area, you pick it up any CBD shop, HEV, Whole Foods. If you're a farmer, we, we, you get one mailed. You'll get one mailed, and if you're not getting one mailed, reach out to us, and we'll make sure one gets mailed to you. And you know, just so folks know, I mean, this is our second year. We started last June. We're in our second year, and I think Jesse, by the time we get into maybe next January, we will take a serious look at just making this monthly. I just, I just wanted to start it off every other month. Many of the magazines that I publish are monthly. We just wanted to start the Hemp Reporter out a little slow and, and build it up so that maybe by year three we'll, we'll be able to do it every month. Yeah, that's a, a reasonable goal. Yeah, so, well, anyway, it's just great to be over here. Uh, we are wrapping things up, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the Texas Hemp Show. Adios.